Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to Remote Controlled, Variety's TV podcast. I'm Deborah Birnbaum. Every week, we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. On this week's episode, TV reporter Elizabeth Wagmeister talks with Empire showrunner Eileen Chaikin about what's coming up for the rest of the season. So stay tuned. I'm Elizabeth Wagmeister, TV reporter at Variety, and I am here with Eileen Chaikin, the showrunner of Empire. Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. So the back half of the third season is well on its way, and it is a crazy season. Um, I just want to know from you, since we are now three seasons in and you've been renewed, for season four. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you very much. What do you think it is about the show that's made it such a hit? Why do audiences love Empire so much? Um, I think I'm probably the least qualified person to answer that. Um, but I, I would like to think that it's because the stories speak to everybody in a way. Um, because the characters are both relatable and unlike characters we've seen on television before. Um, I also think more than anything, it's because we have an extraordinary cast and they've just become beloved. And that's what brings people back week after week. Um, They really embody these characters and these stories and the themes of the stories in such a powerful way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, how does the cast, if at all, kind of work with you and the writers on their storylines? Do they have input in what will happen to Cookie next? (laughs) They do, in, in all different ways. I mean, the writers at the beginning of the season break the stories, decide roughly, you know, where we're going, what we're writing and telling stories about. And once we have a general kind of blueprint for the season, we invite each each cast member to come in and sit with the writers and have a big general meeting in which we both tell them what we're thinking about and solicit their thoughts. You know, what do you think Cookie is thinking about, dreaming about? What are you thinking about and dreaming about for Cookie? We invite all of that. It's a great collaboration. I really believe in it. I think that, you know, when you're doing a television series and an actor plays a character for years and years, that character belongs to the actor as much as to us. And it's valuable to know what the actor is thinking her or his character should be doing. Mm -hmm. 
But then throughout, I mean, with each script, with each episode, they have a lot of input. They, I try to get them scripts in a timely way so that they have um, a chance to read them in advance, respond, tell me and the other writers and producers if there's anything that they love or hate or that just doesn't feel right. And even once we get on set, there's this great kind of improvisational collaboration that goes on among us. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, uh, when you're actually shooting, how much is improv, and specifically for Taraji? Because she just has these one-liner zingers that Mm -hmm. are amazing. Um, It varies. I mean, she tells our stories. It's certainly, you know, I mean, there are scripts, and um, even though I sometimes joke that they should be called suggestions rather than (laughs) scripts, um, we you know we we tell the stories as written they're plotted out and it's really important that everybody stays true to the stories we're telling um Taraji is one of the great improvisational actors of all time and as we've said many times before um at least half of her great lines probably come from her they're moments rather than story points but they're invaluable Now let's talk about the writer's room. I know that uh, the writer's room, it's very diverse and you have a lot of different voices in there and that was really important to you to be telling the stories that are put out on the screen. Can you just speak a bit about that and just some of the different writers that are in there? So firstly, the show created by Lee Daniels and Danny Strong is about an African-American family and about black cultural experiences Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways. there's, to my thinking, and I think you know all of my colleagues from Lee and Danny and our partners at Imagine Television to Fox, both studio and network, would agree that those are stories that should be told primarily by African-American writers. Um, we have a diverse room of primarily African-American writers, diverse within their um, their kind of culture identity, cultural identities, people who have a lot to say about um, all different kinds of black American experience. Mm. That's been true from the very beginning, and I would like to think will always be true for this show. I believe that when you're writing about culture, um, you need to speak from the point of view of culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Empire has touched on uh, some pretty topical issues. We saw earlier this season, Andre, of course, one of the uh, main characters of the Lion family, mm-hmm. was attacked by a police officer. Yeah. Can you talk about just kind of how these stories are generated and mm-hmm. what you decide to put in the show based on what's really happening in yeah. the world? We try to tell stories that are about these characters, not stories that are about something that happened in the news here or there, but the things that happen in the world affect all of us, and since we are positing characters who live in our world, they'll all be affected by the same things that we're affected by. So when we imagine the stories, that's how we come at them. Um, They... as writers, we all get together and try to tell stories that mean something to us and that feel true to the characters we're writing about. Um, 
that particular story, there are a lot of writers that wanted to touch on their own experiences and the experiences they've observed around them. And Lee Daniels, in particular, came into the writer's room at the beginning of the season and talked about his own family, his son, things that he had been through and that they went through as a family. And we said, well, here's how we think this would happen in the world of empire. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, there's also been storylines, again, with Andre of mental illness and Mm -hmm. this season with Jamal, uh, addiction. Can you talk about why you wanted to incorporate those issues and maybe specifically with addiction since that's a Mm storyline that's going on right now? Well, this is a perfect example. We didn't say we want to do an addiction story. Mm -hmm. Let's make Jamal an addict. We told a story last season, in season two, in which Jamal got shot. And as season three began, we realized Jamal is somebody who's recovering from a traumatic um, health crisis. He took a bullet. And what happens in the aftermath of that? And he's going to be going through physical rehabilitation. He's probably um, in a lot of pain. We did our medical research, and we realized Jamal is probably taking Mm painkillers. And that poses a danger of of addiction, of opioid addiction. On top of that, he's a musician. And as everybody knows, there are a number of musicians who have fallen prey to opioid addiction. Um, It seemed a natural thing for Jamal. And Jamal isn't per se an addict. And that is, he's not somebody who partied and got... was drawn to drugs and substance abuse um, inherently, but in the aftermath of his medical issues, it's just a given that he would face that. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it it struck us at a certain point that Jamal is probably going to wind up abusing these drugs. Mm -hmm. It really was very organic. Um, And when we realized that that's something that Jamal would face, then it became a major storyline for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, as you said, the show is created by Lee Daniels and Danny Strong, but, uh, you know, they created these characters, but do you know if the characters were based off of any real-life musicians or maybe even just there was an inspiration behind any of them? My understanding is that they took their inspiration from a number of people. None of the characters is based on a specific person. I've heard Lee say many times, this character is me, this is my sister, this is my aunt, my grandmother. Um, But I've heard him say it about a lot of different characters. I've heard him most often say, Cookie is me. And then I've also heard him say, um, Lucius is me. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that Danny, in, in a much more kind of authorial way, took his inspirations. Um, and some of them were kind of real life musical inspirations. He talks about having heard a radio interview, I think with Jay Z, that first made him think about wanting to write about this world. But he also, talks about Shakespeare and Lion and Winter mm-hmm. in as you know as his inspirations for the show. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of Lee, uh, he has another show on Fox with Star mm-hmm. and he has spoken a bit about the possibility of a crossover because they're very different shows but they both revolve mm-hmm. around the worlds of music. Is that something that you two have discussed? We haven't talked about it other than um, early in the season, just before Star launched, we did a, a little promo story in which 
Lucius and the Lenny Kravitz character had a moment together in a club. Um, we haven't talked about any other crossovers, but it's always a possibility. I mean, they're both shows that are set in the real world and about people that make music. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I have to ask, is there any possibility for an Empire spinoff? Because that's also something that Lee Daniels has discussed quite mm-hmm. a bit. There's certainly a possibility, and there are various conversations um, ongoing about what that spinoff might be. You might you might hear about something in the very near future. Okay, and is there anything you can kind of tease about who that spinoff may revolve around? Um, not so much. I mean, I think you. what I will tease is that there's a story we're telling in the second half of the season that promises um, a, a spinoff. It's not um, it's not character based, but it gives us a world for a spinoff, mm-hmm. and that's one possibility. Okay, well, stay tuned then. I guess stay tuned. I'm just staring at Eileen, by the way, for everyone <laughs> listening, trying to get more out of her, but she's very good I'm, at this. I, I'm, I'm not being coy, <laughs> or am I? I don't think intentionally. You're just mm-hmm. very good at the non-spoiler game. Uh, Now, I have to ask about ratings. So Empire is such a big hit, and the numbers are insane. But do you pay attention to the ratings? Well, you can't get away from them. I'm certainly aware of them. I try not to pay attention to them Mm -hmm. because, you know, when your ratings are great, you celebrate them and you say, our ratings are great. They're the most important thing in the world. And then, you know, if you dip, you say, oh, I don't care about ratings. Mm -hmm. Um, We try to make a great show. We want the audience to keep on loving it. Of course, we are happy when the numbers are going up and up and up. But um, we're just going to keep on trying to tell great stories that the audience loves and hope that they find us in all the different ways that audiences find their television shows. Right. Uh, Now, at the beginning of this podcast, you spoke a bit about why you think the show resonates with audiences, but still, the numbers from the offset were so big. Did it surprise you? And were you and the writers and the producers just shocked and in awe? We were. We we were blown away, and um, it was, you know, a wild ride. It was exciting, and nobody, I mean, it hadn't happened. Nothing like that had happened for a very long time in television, mm-hmm. so we certainly didn't anticipate it. Um, people talk a lot about why. What what was it about Empire? Um, I'll leave that to, to culture critics, mm-hmm. because I don't know. I just know that it's pretty awesome that it mm-hmm. happens. Yes. Uh, Now, I want to talk about balancing the music with the story. And, of Mm -hmm. course, uh, the music always does push the story forward. But just in terms of the prep and the work that goes into it, can you kind of walk me through what that's like? You know, with uh, I know that you're not writing the music, but with writing the music and then the choreography and rehearsing, how does that all happen and how do you possibly get this show out there? Here's how it works. And and it is, it's, it's, I mean, like you suggest, a a very big undertaking. Um, Because when you're making a television show, you know, there are all of these layers of production. Um, There's the writing process, and then there's production itself, shooting the shows, and then there's posting the shows. And with Empire, there's an additional layer, which is just as big and which follows the same patterns, and that's the music. So when we break our stories in the room, we identify very early on what the music is going to be in a given episode. And we try to be as specific about it as possible because all of that music needs to be created for the show. So we need to give the um, songwriters and music producers as much 
advance notice as possible in order for them to create great music for us. Mm -hmm. So there are a couple of writers that really know what they're talking about when it comes to music. They've taken on the task. They create a document. They have a weekly meeting. The minute we start breaking our stories, they jump on the phone because our production team is in Chicago with Sana Hamri, who's our producing director and who also oversees the production of the music. Um, And they run through, you know, in this, you know, in episode 303, there will be three songs. Jamal is doing the first one. Um, Tiana's doing the second one. And did I say three? Okay, so Hakeem's <laughs> doing the third one. Um, and, you know, J- Jamal's song is about this, and it's going to be performed on the stage with dancers. And Tiana's song is a song that she's writing. We're going to see her writing it, and we need to see this version of it, this version of it, and this version of it. We try to give that much information because the songwriters need to create all of that for us. Mm-hmm. Senna then works with um, and in this last season Rodney Jerkins has been our um, music supervising producer. He oversaw a lot of the creation of the music but different people write different songs and produce them. Um, we get demos. The demos all get heard by Lee Daniels. Lee approves them or rejects them in some cases and then we go back and once we actually fix on a song you know this is approved this is the song we're going to do then we have to get the actor um, musician in the studio to create the song to record it so that on the day when we shoot we have all of the elements available on set and if it's a big dance number then there also has to be the choreography prep the creation of the sets it's all um, it's a very big undertaking Mm -hmm. um, from a production point of view to say the least yeah (laughs) now uh, Empire kind of from the offset became uh, known in part for having these amazing guest stars and I know that we spoke about in I think the second half of season two you said that uh, a decision was made to have some less guest stars coming in and out and maybe have more uh longer arcs of recurring characters but focus more on the lion family can you speak a bit about that uh you know that decision and also what you learned from having a lot of guest stars up front yes there was a sense in our second season um and a lot of feedback from the audience and the fans of the show um that we had too many guest stars that you know they let us know we love the lion family that's what we come for we don't need all these guest stars um we then made the decision, I mean, we were thrilled with all of the incredible people that came to work with us on the show. And when we tell stories that call for guest actors, we still want to attract those great actors. Mm-hmm. But we always want it to be driven by story. So we just decided that we're not going to say, so-and-so wants to be on the show, or we want so-and-so, let's do something. We're going to tell our stories, and then we'll reach out to the stars, both um, actors and musical stars, that we think um, best tell those stories. Mm-hmm. That will That's what we've done going mm-hmm. forward. And it started in the latter half of our second season I think we've stayed true to it in season three Mm -hmm. we still have extraordinary guest stars on the show Mm -hmm. really exciting actors coming to work with us but they're all coming to tell stories that are empire stories that were already in the works when we started breaking our season Mm -hmm. so let's talk about some of those characters coming on so uh, Rumor Willis of course made her big debut in the back half uh, the mid-season premiere of season three Mm -hmm. Uh, can you talk a bit about casting her. I know that Jesse, he 
kind of discover well, her in a way. He did kind of discover mm-hmm. her in a way. So this was... Um, Without giving away too much, um, Rumor plays a character called Tori Ash, and we it was first conceived in the writer's room, and I remember this well because the writers came up with this idea, and I had nothing to do with it. I can't take any credit for it. I came in and said, you know, tell me, tell me what you're thinking about, and they pitched this character, and I thought, wow, this is a great character, but this is hard to cast. I mean, they're talking about who she is musically and how she's going to interact with Cookie, and I knew that it would be very, very challenging, but it was, you know, it's what we do on Empire, so we went with it. And then we started talking about big musical stars um, who could play the role. And there were all of these fabulous names discussed. And then as we were getting closer and closer to it, and I think that we actually even wound up like, you know, down to the wire. We were ready to shoot and we hadn't cast her yet. And Jussie sent me a clip. He, he texted me a clip. He had seen Rumor performing on a New York radio show, and she was this character. I mean, mm-hmm. we had a musical reference. She actually sang that artist's work. It, it was just, the, I mean, the voice, everything about her was that character. And this is somebody, you know, um, the character, all I'll say about her is Jamal meets her in rehab. Mm-hmm. So you know that she comes from that world and that story that we're telling for Jamal. And the minute I heard rumor, I flipped. And then various other people that Jussie had sent the same clip to called me and said, this is really interesting. And everybody got excited about it. And within, like, within a day, it was rumor. And we've never looked back. She's become an, an a part of the Empire family. She just really has been such a joy to work with. And the music Mm -hmm. that she's making and that she and Jamal, her character, Tori and Jamal, are making is just some of the most exciting music we've done. Mm -hmm. And uh, you said that she will also continue on in season four. Yes. So we'll see much more of her. Absolutely. She's going to become a part of the Empire family, a part of the ensemble. Okay. Uh, Now, also, her real-life mother, Demi Moore, is coming on this season. Can you talk a bit about her character, but also how she got involved with Empire? Well, so... Firstly, I'm going to say this. They're unrelated. These two characters are unrelated to one another. I don't know if their paths will cross in the stories, but um, we knew that in the very last moments of the finale, we were going to introduce this character and this storyline, and it's a huge turn for the show, and it really sets us on this path for for season four. It's, I mean, it's what the next season is going to be all about. And it was really critical. And we said, this is a moment to cast a great actress and a big star. Somebody who, when she appears on screen, you just know, oh my God, the lions are in for it. Cookie is in for it. (laughs) Lucius is in for it. Something very big is going to happen here. And when, I mean, we we talked about, you know, could we possibly go to Demi Moore for this? Mm-hmm. And then we cast Rumor in this other role, not having anything to do. I and mean, we weren't even thinking about these two things as related. But then Rumor's, Rumor was so great on the show, and we love her so much, and mm-hmm. she loved the show so much, that I think that that really paved the way mm-hmm. for us to get this phenomenal actress who hasn't done 
a role on television mm-hmm. like this. Right. And it's such a big deal for the show. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it, it was very kismity and mm-hmm. yet really fabulous and exciting. I love that you got the word kismet in here. <laughs> uh, another big name is Eva Longoria. Yes. She's joining the show. So same question. Can you talk about her character a bit and also how did you guys land her? So we've wanted Eva Longoria to be on Empire. We just have. Um, and we have this big storyline in the second half of our season and there came a moment when we knew that there was going to be this unlikely character so Nia Long who's Mm -hmm. also joining us in the Mm -hmm. second half of the season is playing a big role in this story and she kind of kicks it off and then this complication arises and Eva Longoria came on to play this role Mm -hmm. and every member of the Lion family is pursuing a goal, um, a, a kind of, um, you know, covenant of the lost ark goal, <laughs> and she holds the key to it. So they're all trying to woo her, and she holds a lot of different people's fate in her hands, um, and they'll each use their own special wiles mm-hmm. on her. All right. Uh, Now, Will, I know that also Demi, she's continuing on into season four. Is that correct? Uh, What about Eva or Nia? Um, Nia has a very big storyline in season three, and it ends in season three in a spectacular way. And I think there's little chance Mm -hmm. um, that that will continue onward. Um, I don't have an answer, a definitive answer, on the Eva Longoria character. Mm -hmm. Um, She plays Charlotte Frost. I won't tell you who Charlotte Frost is, but um, I'm not sure. That name is amazing. That's an amazing character name. (laughs) Um, And and Demi's character, absolutely, she is, as I said, um, she doesn't debut in the show until the finale, until the last moments of the finale. And it's all about, uh uh-oh, what's going to happen with this relationship and this crazy character? So, as we said, you've been renewed for season four, uh, but do you have a number of seasons in mind that you would like Empire to run for? Because I know that some showrunners, they say, you know, this is a five-season plan, and I know the story in my mind, and I've mapped it out. Do you know how long you'd like to go for? No, I I don't. I I feel like the show has a lot of life left Mm -hmm. in it, and I have a feeling that a lot of people would have a lot of different answers to that question. Um, I hope that it goes for a long time, but I hope it goes for as long as it should, for as long as the the stories keep feeling fresh and wild. Mm-hmm. That's not the name of a market or a food chain, is it? <laughs> it um, sounds like it. Fresh it and wild. <laughs> I think it might be. Um, I think it's in London, though, so that's okay. Um, but what I will say is, you know, when when stories start feeling stale, when you feel like you're repeating yourself, that's when it's time to stop. We have a finale this season in which there's such a major reset of our storylines. I can't wait to hit the ground in season four. And we already know, based on these moments in the finale, what a lot of our big stories are going to be about in the fourth season. And it's their stories unlike stories we've told before. Mm-hmm. As long as that keeps happening, mm-hmm. as long as we can keep kind of reinventing the show without um, dismantling it, mm-hmm. the show should keep 
living in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I think right now uh, you have a pretty good chance at that. So uh, I hope it keeps living in the world as well. Now, just last question, which we ask all of our writers who come on to this show. If there was any other writer's room that you could be on for a show past or present, oh. what would it be and why? God, that's such a hard question. Um, and it's an even harder question because I've never been in a writer's room. Um, I've, you know, I didn't come up in that way. I've only ever been a showrunner. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what it's like to be in another writer's room. Um, there are, I mean, I could answer that question in a lot of ways. I'd love to be in the Game of Thrones writer's mm-hmm. room because I think they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think that they're some of the most brilliant, elevated storytellers I've ever encountered, and I'd like to just know how they do that thing and how they think their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, another show that I think I would love to take part in breaking stories for is Orphan Black. Mm. Um, it's a genre that I love, mm-hmm. and I just I, I think it would be a blast. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Well, right now I think your hands are tied with Empire, <laughs> and I'm so excited to see what happens in the rest of this season. You have plugged this finale with Demi Moore and Neil Long and everything else that happened, so I cannot wait to see it, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We'll be back next week with another great episode. We're talking with Ron Howard and Brian Grazer about two of their latest projects, Shots Fired and Genius. See you next week. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.